0: lush green tropical rainforests that make up more than 70 percent of this oil rich country and filled with an enriching biodiversity of flora and fauna beautiful lakes and water bodies this small island nation is a hidden gem for travelers and especially for nature lovers the rainforests in ulu temburong national park are considered some of the oldest tropical rainforests in the world and surprisingly still remains pristine as they are practically untouched by human intervention and deforestation. So you get to experience nature at her purest here. Surrounded by Malaysia on three sides and the sea on the other, today our destination country is Brunei. The abode of peace. Hello, this is Shilpa and welcome to another episode of Of Folk. Happy New Year 2023 to all my amazing friends and listeners out there. Hope all of you had a wonderful start to the new year and it's going good so far. For me, well, it was a good start to 2023. I have not made any New Year resolutions for many years now because I'm guilty of not making much progress on those. But this year was an exception. I did make some resolutions after a long time and I'm trying every single day to work towards them. One of the resolutions is definitely to try my best to spread the stories of O Folk more and more because as I have always said, this work is not just my hobby. It's a passion project. I started O Folk with the aim of diving into lesser-known folk tales from across the globe and bring them to you to keep the oral storytelling culture alive, to keep these almost forgotten stories alive and to become a part of this long very long thread of stories and storytellers that have transcended across many many generations and decades on this earth you my friend each one of you are my partners in this because you have helped in spreading these words spreading this joy so in this new year i promise to work harder to bring much more of those stories to you. As I mentioned right at the beginning of this episode, today we are traveling to Brunei in search of their folktales. Brunei, formerly known as Brunei Darussalam, is a country located on the northern coast of the island of Borneo in Southeast Asia, Borneo is the third largest island in the world after Greenland and New Guinea, and the largest island within Asia. The island is politically divided among three countries Malaysia and Brunei in the north. And Indonesia to the south. Banda Seri Begawan, formerly known as Brunei Town, is the country's capital and also the largest urban centre. So, the name of the island Borneo is actually derived from Brunei, which was a kingdom in the 16th century. This was the age of exploration when Europeans first came in contact with it. On a map from around that time, Brunei city has been referred as Borneo. And the whole island was also referred as Borneo. It is said that the name Brunei was possibly derived either from the Sanskrit word Varu, meaning water, Or Varuna, meaning the Hindu god of rain. On the other side, Indonesian people called this island Kalimantan, which was derived from the Sanskrit word Kalamantana, meaning burning weather island, to describe its hot and humid tropical weather. Brunei was a British protectorate since 1888, finally achieving independence in 1984. The government there is an absolute monarchy ruled by Sultan Bolkia. Brunei's culture mainly derived from the old Malay world, therefore very deep rooted in its Malay origins, which are of course also reflected in the nation's language, Architecture, ceremonies, and customs governing their daily life. So the culture of Brunei is predominantly Malay with heavy influences from Islam. Brunei's blend of cultures, customs, beliefs are therefore very similar to that of Malaysia. This powerful oral narrative heritage existed for almost 500 years as a vital source of traditional Brunei society. Now, according to Brunei Folklore and Overview, a scholarly paper by Muslim Haji Jukim, and I quote, Brunei folk storytelling can be divided into three. Folk tales, myths, legends. In Brunei, folk tales are known as Pertuturan, comes from the word Tutur and the morphemes Per and En. Tutur means tell, speak or say. The morpheme Per is an affix and En is the suffix. The general meaning for tutur is tales that are narrated orally. Quote closed. So, the first of the three categories of folk storytelling, folk tales, include animal tales, which are actually quite popular in Brunei. Folk tales also include fictional folk narratives like Dayan Dangan. The Dayan Dangan is like a fairy tale. It's a folk story narrated through recited prose or through songs accompanied by beating of Jainadang or Dumbak a form of a drum, by the actor called Pendiang Dangan, meaning the storyteller. It's about people and usually portrays the life story of a person. Folk tales also include farcical or comic tales. Stories of this genre obviously brings humor element so is quite popular among people the second category myths are regarded as scared narratives set in the primordial past the characters in myths are believed to be real even though they may exist in a time and space remote from ordinary life they usually involve gods and goddesses and other supernatural beings which form the basis of a people's belief or religious system. The last category, legend, is basically a short traditional oral narrative about a person or a place or an object that really exists or existed in the past, even when it recounts a supernatural or highly unusual event. This is claimed to have occurred in real life I personally love folktales related to places. Yes, of course, every place has some kind of story attached, but not every story is a folktale, right? I love place-based folktales because these places might be still standing, still alive, still people visit them. Imagine the number of footprints these places carry through ages and eons. you might have guessed it already that today's story is one such folktale related to an actual place in Brunei but this story is not just about a place it's also about the Dasan people of Brunei so Dasans are the indigenous minority tribal group in Brunei and neighboring Malaysian states of Sabah and Sarawak collectively they form the largest ethnic group in Sabah. The Dusun people have been internationally recognized as indigenous to Borneo since 2004 as per UNESCO. So, without any more delay, let's jump straight into the story. In the Tutong district of Brunei, there is a place named Merimban surrounded by a lake called Merimban Lake. This lake was beautiful and was a place of attraction especially for its blue fresh water. The lake was also home to an island, Labi Labi Island, which was located right in the middle. This island was home of dozen people And that's where, apparently, this story was born. Many years back, once on a bright moonlit night, the lake and its surrounding area was looking ethereal. The water glittered, the leaves sparkled from the soft glow of the moon mallow a small village boy asked his father what is that big ground thing in the sky that's shining so brightly my dear boy that is the moon it's high up in the sky behind those clouds father replied father i want to own the moon could you please get the moon for me exclaimed mallow my son that's an impossible request Ask me for anything else, dear. Something that's in my capacity to bring for you instead, answered Malau's father calmly. But that night, Malau's father and mother discussed about this. The father couldn't stop thinking about his son's weird yet magical request. He was sad that anyways he couldn't afford to give much to his son and now the little boy will be even more sad. The next night, Malau once again asked his father to get him the moon, thinking he could play with it like a toy. Malau's parents were upset as they could neither fulfil their son's wish nor make him understand their concern. Next day, the husband and wife took a decision. First, they went to the forest to collect bamboo and then started cutting them to make bamboo sticks. Their plan was to make a ladder or tower in an attempt to reach the moon. They thought this is the only way they could make their son happy. As per plan, the bamboo sticks were carefully arranged to build a tower. As soon as the bamboo tower was tall enough, Malau's father started climbing up. He bid goodbye to his family and asked his son to wait for his return. Mala was very excited, thinking that he will finally get the moon and waited patiently for his father at the foot of the tower. The bamboo stick tower was incredibly high, so high that it could cut through the clouds. As the father climbed higher, he felt the wind blowing stronger, striking on his body and weakening his vision. But he didn't stop because he knew that below, his son was waiting for him to return with the moon. Many days went by, but Malo's father didn't come back. His mother was now getting worried. She was now concerned about her husband. She also tried to persuade Malau to come inside the house. But Malau refused stubbornly. He was not ready to go home until his father comes back with the moon. More days passed by but still no sign of Malau's father returning anytime soon. After some days, even the villagers started getting concerned and came to talk with Mallow. Keeping this unbelievable adventure in mind, they assumed that by then their friend might have died. They tried to explain to Mallow that his father might have blown away by the wind and he may never return. They also told the boy to go home with his mother. But Mallow did not listen to anyone. He continued to wait as he was confident that his father would return with the moon. On the other side, Malau's father was actually blown so hard by the wind that he lost his balance on the tower and was thrown into the sea. When he gained consciousness, he lost track of the time and didn't know how long he had been away from his family. He was hurt. Injured, as he was floating on the ocean's surface, suddenly a tortoise came near him. This was no simple tortoise. It was a special tortoise that was able to talk and that too in human language. Get on my back and I will take you home, the tortoise said. Malau's father climbed onto the tortoise's back and held on tightly to its shell. The tortoise swam through ocean, channeling into several rivers in search of the man's home. Eventually, after crossing many hurdles, the tortoise was able to enter the Tutong River. The banks of the Tutong River were very narrow, but the tortoise managed to swim through them. Finally, after long hours, the tortoise managed to reach the shores of Merimban Lake. When he was close to the shore, a big log appeared, blocking his way from reaching the shore. This log was known as the Yadu log. It was a very bizarre log as it would bleed whenever anyone tried to chop it. The villagers were surprised to see a tortoise in the lake and it was coming close to the shore. At first, they were confused and then when they finally realized who the man was on its back, they were astonished. They had never seen something so extraordinary in their lives. When Malau saw the tortoise and most importantly the man sitting on it, He couldn't hold his excitement. He was laughing and jumping and shouting out to everyone that his father has finally returned. All the villagers came running to see this epic sight and welcomed back their neighbor wholeheartedly. Malau's father slided down the tortoise and came to the shore. Finally, he was with his family after a long period of separation. When asked how long he has been away, Malo's mom said he had been gone for six months. So long it was that people assumed he was dead. The tortoise, on the other hand, was happy that he could unite the man with his family. Everyone thanked and showed their gratitude to the tortoise for this unbelievable help. With a happy heart, the tortoise was now ready to leave. You might be thinking, that's the story. A man trying to fulfill his son's bizarre wish meets an accident and finally a tortoise brings him home. Well, not really. The real twist comes now. So while the tortoise was going back, the Yadu log prevented his journey. The tortoise tried in many ways to overcome this obstacle, but failed miserably. The log seemed determined to stop him in one way or the other. The confrontation between the Yadu log and the tortoise went too far. They drifted almost to the middle of Merimban Lake and losing control to the water currents the tortoise turned over his shell and remained like that obviously the log did not help him in any ways time passed over the years the tortoise stayed like that floating and drifting in the lake it's believed that with passing time this upside down tortoise transformed into an island This island started to be known as Tortoise Island and it still exists today in Brunei. The island actually resembles the shape of a tortoise with its head pointing towards the shore of Merimban Lake and its tail directed to the sea. The Yadu log is known to appear every now and then, blocking the way up the Tutong River. That is the story of how the tortoise island in Merimban Lake was formed. But this story to me is not just about the formation of an island. Yes, that's the most fascinating part. But the story is also about the unconditional love that children share with their parents. The unconditional trust they have on their parents. And how desperately parents try their best to fulfill each of their children's dreams. While folktales like these forms the traditional past of Brunei, there's so much more to this country than just folk tales. There's so much that this tiny little island country offers to itself and to the world we will learn about that in our next segment, Pop Shots. Brunei's economy has been dominated by the oil and gas upstream and downstream industries for the past 90 years. The small island country is the third-largest oil producer in Southeast Asia. It is also the fourth-largest producer of liquefied natural gas in the world. The economy is primarily supported by global exports of crude oil and liquefied natural gas and petroleum products. Their biggest export countries include Japan, United States, and other ASEAN countries. come in small packages. We have heard this so many times, right? Brunei is a true example to that. Such a small country, but so much to offer. The jaw-dropping natural beauty, the beaches, the unparalleled colors of the mountains and rivers, the luxuriant rainforests and rich wildlife combined with unique history and a rare culture that dates back into an age beyond any recorded existence. A land of legends and myths, anecdotes and opulence. That's the magical Brunei. While Brunei awaits to be explored by many, I have come to an end exploring this episode. Yes, that's all I have for now. But definitely, that's not all for Ofok. There's more stories, more storytelling, and more explorations awaiting for you in this podcast. So stay with me in this journey as you have always been so far. Oh, and are you sharing Ofok with your friends and family? No? What are you waiting for? Please, please, please share and spread the word to keep the stories going. That's all I ask for. In the next episode, we are going to travel to Yemen in Western Asia. Until then, stay happy and healthy and don't forget to keep smiling and making others smile. Goodbye.